In this recording, we're going to discuss the controversial view of the Rambam that it's prohibited to take more than, let's say, one lulav or one esrog as part of the four species. So we'll see some of the reasons for the Rambam's view. Now, the discussion begins with the minimum number of species. So that relates to how many a person is allowed to take maximum. But what about the minimum? So as we know, there are four species in the lulav, lulav, esrog, Hadassim and Aravos, and there is a debate in the Mishnah what the minimum number of each species is. Now, in the Torah, we have very little details about the mitzvah of Lulav. It just describes it very briefly, and the Gemara tries to piece together what the details of the whole mitzvah and the species are. So the Mishnah in Sukkah Lamedal Ramad Beis records that there are two views as to how many of each species we take. The first is the view of Rabbi Yishmael, which is what we follow, that there's one Lulav, one Esrog, three Hadassim, and two Aravas. Then there's the view of Rabbi Akiva, that it's one of each. So there's one Lulav, one Esrog, one Hadas, and one Arava. Now the Gemara actually says that Rabbi Shmuel changed his mind. This is based on one of the lines in the Mishnah that Rabbi Shmuel later changed his mind and he agreed largely with the view of Rabbi Akiva that there's only one Hadas required, although it seems like he still requires two Aravas. But even though Rabbi Shmuel changed his mind, we follow the first view of Rabbi Shmuel. So this is all in terms of the minimum amount of each species, and the Gemara explains that the view of Rabbi Shmuel, which we follow, is based on the language of the Torah, because it says pre eitz hadar one esrog, that's in the singular kapos temarim, which refers to lulav. So again, that's in the singular, so it's one of each of them. Then it says arve nachal, which is the aravos, but that's in the plural. It says arve. So it sounds like you need a minimum of two to be plural. And with the hadasim, it says anaf eitz avos. So there are three words in that description, anaf, and then eitz, and then avos. So because hadasim are described using three words, it requires three hadasim. So now that we know the minimum, so this raises the question, what if someone wants to take five or ten hadasim or four aravas or three lulavs? Are they allowed to do that? Now, the Gemara says clearly that if someone wants to add a fifth species, which is not one of those four, so let's say someone includes a rose in their lulav, that would be a problem of baltosif. We are not allowed to add to the mitzvahs of the Torah. So adding a different species is a violation of Baltosif. But what if it's not a new species? It's one of these species. It's just more than the number that we're required to take. So the Rambam in Hilchus Lulav Perek Zion, Halacha Zion, rules on this issue. And he writes, If someone wants to add more Hadassim, so instead of three, they want to take 10 or 20, so that it's a very nice, large bundle, Mosif, that's permitted, Vinoy Mitzvahu. And it's even 
even a good thing to do because it makes the lulav more beautiful. The hadas is a very nice species. So the more hadasim in it, the more beautiful the mitzvah looks. So taking more than three hadasim is a form of beautifying the mitzvah of lulav. Aval shar haminin, but the other three, the lulav, the esrog, and the aravos, ein mosifin al minyanam. You're not allowed to take more than the required minimum. The ein gorin mehen, and you can't take less than the minimum. The imhosif ogara puzzle. If he did add or subtract from the number that's required in halacha, that disqualifies this whole bundle from doing the mitzvah. So in this version of the Rambam, we'll see that there is another version. But in this version that's in the printed Rambams, it sounds like if someone takes the wrong number of our Ravos, they've totally disqualified the whole bundle and they do not fulfill their mitzvah of lulav. So the Rambam is saying two things. First of all, it is permitted to add to the number of hadasim, but it's prohibited to add or subtract to the other three species. You have to take one esrog, one lulav, and two aravos. And second, the Rambam goes so far as to say that if someone does take the wrong number of those species, they didn't even fulfill their mitzvah. So now the Raivid immediately notices that this view of the Rambam is very unusual. And he says, Lo shamati me olam I never heard that this should invalidate the lulav taking the wrong number of the species. Velo iser tosefes velo girua. And not only that, but taking more or less of each species is not even a prohibition at all. So you're allowed to take two or four lulavs. You could take two or four esrogs. You just can't add a different species, but you are allowed to take as many of the species as you want. There is no problem, says the Raivid, taking more or less than what the halacha requires. And he brings a proof for this because there is a debate in the Gemara between Rabbi Yehuda and the Rabbanan whether the lulav bundle has to be tied together, tsarich eged, or the other view is enot tsarich eged, it does not need to be tied all together. You could take the four species in your hand even though they're not tied together. But even so, they should be tied together because it looks nicer. So that's why we all tie our lulav and hadasim and our ravas together. But there is a debate between Rabbi Yehuda and the Rabbanan whether that's an absolute requirement or not. So the Gemara says, according to Rabbi Yehuda, if someone would tie into the bundle a fifth species, then that would be a problem of baltosif. But says the Ravid, you see that that is the only problem, according to Rabbi Yehuda, tying in a fifth species. But adding in a second or a third lulav is not a violation of Baltosif. And likewise for the Rabbanan, that you don't even need to tie it together. So they view each of the species separately. So even if you were holding a rose or a fifth species in your hand while you did the mitzvah of lulav and esrog, that wouldn't even be a prohibition because it's not tied together with the rest of the bundle. So certainly according to the Rabbanan, if you're allowed to add in a fifth species, you could certainly add in a second lulav or a second esrog. 
So this is the Ravid's proof against the Rambam's view that there is no prohibition to take extra of any of the species, unlike the Rambam who holds that only Hadassim are allowed because they're nice, so they add to the beauty of the mitzvah. So now, interestingly, there is a tshuva from the Rambam himself where he's basically asked about this view. Where did he find this prohibition to take extra aravas? This is in the new Chuvas of the Rambam, Pe'er Hador, from Rav David Yosef, in Simon Pei. So they ask him, where did he find the prohibition to take more than two Aravas? So first the Rambam says that there is a view of one of the Geonim who holds that you are allowed to take more than two Aravas. But the Rambam says, I don't really agree with that view. Although he does say at the end that whoever wants to follow that view could. So the Rambam is not totally committed to the idea that more than two Aravas is a huge problem. He does recognize that there is another view, but the Rambam explains his view that it's better not to add Aravas, and he says something mysterious. He says that we find explicitly that you're allowed to take more than three Hadassim. So that's why adding Hadassim is permitted because it's written somewhere explicitly that such a thing is permitted. Whereas when it comes to Aravas, we don't find that you're allowed to take more than two Aravas. So if so, says the Rambam, this is an argument from omission. If we don't know whether you're allowed to add Aravas, so we should revert to the normal rule, which is that we don't add or subtract from mitzvahs. So, so long as we don't know that it's allowed to add to the Aravas, then we should just stick with what it says in the Gemara to take two Aravas and not any more or less. So this is how the Rambam explains his view. It's a very mysterious response because he doesn't really explain to us where he found this prohibition. He's basically saying that he assumes it's prohibited to add or subtract from the species unless there's a proof that you're allowed to and the only explicit proof that you're allowed to add is when it comes to Hadassim. So that's how the Rambam explains the source for this halacha. Now, the Kesef Mishnah already points out that we don't know what the Rambam is referring to. There is no explicit source in the Gemara that you're allowed to take more than three Hadassim. So it's unclear what the Rambam is referring to that we find you're allowed to take extra Hadassim somewhere explicitly. So the Kapos Tamarim did find a source. And interestingly, the Ritva also mentions this as a proof for this overall idea, not specifically for the Rambam. The Gemara in Sukkah Lamedal Ramad Beis tells a story that Shmuel said to the Hadassim sellers, either sell the Hadassim at the right price, or if you try to overcharge, I'm going to tell everyone that the Halacha is like Rabbi Akiva, that they only need one Hadass. So that's going to lower the price because instead of everyone buying three Hadassim, they're only going to buy one Hadass. So we see that Shmuel rules like Rabbi Akiva that you do not need three Hadassim, only one. And yet 
everyone is still buying three because they're still following the view of Rabbi Yishmael that you need three hadasim even though the basic halacha follows Rabbi Akiva. So this is an explicit source in the Gemara where people are taking more hadasim than are required. Because if you hold like Rabbi Akiva, you only need one hadas and yet the people are still buying three. So this is a very clever solution to where the Rambam found an explicit source for taking more hadasim from this story in the Gemara. Now, the Or Sameach has a different approach. He says that the reason the Rambam differentiates between Aravos and Hadassim is because of the way they're phrased in the Torah. So the Rambam was a very careful reader of the language of the Torah. And if we read the language of the Torah, so as we mentioned before, it says Arve Nachal, the Aravos are plural. So that sounds like there needs to be two. And the Orsameach goes so far as to say that when the Torah puts something in the plural, it means two, not three or four or five, even though anything more than two is plural. But since the Torah leaves it as plural without giving it a number, so that implies two. So according to the Rambam, the two Aravas really comes directly from the language of the Torah. As opposed to the Hadassim, which are described as Anaf Eitz Avos, so that's derived from the fact that there are three words in that phrase, not from the actual language of the Torah. So that's more like a drusha. The rabbis are finding meaning in the amount of words, but it's not literally explicit in the Torah. So that's why the Rambam holds it's okay to add to the Hadassim. It would not be okay to have less than three because he follows the view of Rabbi Ishmael, but it would be okay to have more than that because the Torah is not saying three and no more, the way it's saying two Aravas and no more. So this is a very interesting idea of the Or Sameach. The Kesef Mishnah disagrees with this, as we'll see in a moment. But according to the Or Sameach, the language of the Torah itself is saying two Aravas, no more, no less, but it's not saying no more than three Hadassim. So that's why the Rambam differentiates between them. Now, the Kesef Mishnah disagrees, and he holds that because the Torah did not say explicitly Shte Aravos, that you need two Aravos, it just hinted at it by saying Arve Nachal in the plural. So that means you must have a minimum of two, but if you have more than two, that would not be a problem. So there's some debate between the Kesef Mishnah and the Arsameach when the Torah puts something in the plural without giving the number two, does it mean only two or two and anything more than two? Now, the Kesef Mishnah quotes some very interesting material because there were a lot of problems with the version, the text of the Rambam. And the Kesef Mishnah goes through a lot of this. Some of it was a question of what it said in the original version of the Mishnah Torah, but then there were all sorts of traditions that the Rambam actually changed his mind on this halacha, and then he edited his manuscript of the Mishnah Torah. So the Kesef Mishnah records a lot of interesting traditions about this. First, he quotes that the Ran in Sukkah has a different version of this halacha in the Rambam. In his version, the 
Rambam says that even though you're not allowed to add to the Lulav and the Esrog, but you could add to the Hadassim and the Aravas. So the Rambam is not differentiating between the Hadassim and the other three species. He's differentiating between the Hadassim and the Aravas versus the Lulav and Esrog. Now, because if Mishnah quotes that the Ram thinks that this is a mistake, and also he points out that the Magid Mishnah does not have this version, they have our printed versions that Hadassim are the only exception. And that seems to be the correct version because as we said, the Rambam in a tshuva wrote that you're not allowed to add to the Aravas. So it seems more likely that the Halacha in the Mishnah Torah follows what the Rambam wrote in the tshuva that you're only allowed to add to the Hadassim, not any of the other three species. Now, in addition to this textual issue, the Kesef Mishnah brings up another issue, which is that there was a whole tradition that the Rambam had changed his mind and edited his version of the Mishnah Torah. So he quotes that Rabbeinu Yerucham quotes from the Chuvas Ramah that he tells that originally he used to follow the view of the Rambam, that you're not allowed to add on to the two Aravas. And then one of the Gdole Chachme Provencia, so one of the great rabbis from Provence, the south of France, told him that he had seen a tshuva of the Rambam where he changed his mind later on in his life. And there the Rambam said that you are allowed to add on to the two Aravas. So you're allowed to add to the Hadassim and the Aravas, but the Ramah still holds that you're not allowed to add to the Lulav and the Esrog. So this is exactly the view that the Ran attributed to the Rambam, that there's a difference between the Hadassim and the Aravas versus the Lulav and the Esrog. But now the Ramah is adding that apparently there was another tshuva of the Rambam where he wrote that, meaning he changed his mind from the earlier tshuva and the formulation in the Mishnah Torah where he prohibited adding to the two Aravas. And now the Rambam wrote a new tshuva saying that it's allowed to add to the Aravas and the Hadassim, but not the Lulav and the Esrog. And the Ramah thinks that this makes sense because the language of the Torah says clearly one one Esrog and one Lulav, but it does not say only two Aravas, as we pointed out before. It just says Arve Nachal in the plural. So that could be two or ten or a hundred. So if we follow the language of the Torah, it's saying one Lulav and one Esrog. So you can't add on and take two Lulavs or four Lulavs. But when it comes to Aravos, it never limited it to two. So you could take extra Aravas and you could also take extra Hadassim. So that's the view of the Ramah that he attributes to the Rambam later in life. Now the Kesef Mishnah adds that he found the tshuva of Rabbi Avram, the son of the Rambam. So he would know almost better than anyone what the latest updates to his father's views were. And there Rabbi Avram, the Rambam's son, was asked whether you're allowed to add to the Aravos. And he says, Tiknu hasfarim shalachem. You got to update and correct your sfarim. Because the Rambam changed his version of the Mishnah Torah. So he had updated his own manuscript. And instead of it saying at the end that if you add or subtract from any of the species, it disqualifies the whole bundle, the Rambam changed it to say low pasal. It does not disqualify the bundle, the exact opposite. 
that even though the Rambam holds you should not add to any of the species other than Hadassim, if you do so, it does not disqualify the bundle. And Rabbi Avram says that his father had a great proof for this. And the Kesef Mishnah concludes by quoting that the Rush records the same idea, that even though the Rambam wrote in the Mishnah Torah that you're not allowed to add to the Lulav or the Esrog or the Aravas, but you are allowed to add to the Hadassim, and the Rush points out that this seems backwards because the Torah formulates Aravos in the plural, so again, that seems to be two or five or ten, any number larger than two, as opposed to Hadassim, where it's actually formulated in the singular. So why would you be allowed to add to the Hadassim and not the Aravos? That seems to go against the plain language of the Torah, that the Aravos are the ones in plural and the Hadassim are in the singular. And then the Rush records that the Chachme Provincia Hikshu Alav, the sages of Provence asked on the Rambam, and the Rambam changed his mind and he said that it's all permitted. So it sounds like if you add to any of the four species, even two or three lulavs or esrogs, it still does not disqualify the whole bundle and you fulfill your mitzvah. So there seems to have been some tradition from Provence that there was a tshuva of the Rambam where he backtracked on some of this and it's recorded by the Ramah who's recorded by Rabbeinu Yerucham and it's also mentioned by the Rush. So a lot of interesting material in the Kesef Mishnah about what might have occurred in the Rambam's thought process after he wrote this original halacha in the Mishnah Torah. Now, there's still a few things which are unclear. Did the Rambam change his mind only when it comes to Aravos, not Lulav and Esrog? So he still holds that adding to the Lulav and the Esrog is a major problem. Second, did the Rambam change his mind only that if you add, it doesn't disqualify the bundle? Or does he now hold that you're even allowed to add Lichatchila? So you could take an extra lulav or an esrog or a ravas, no problem. Or does the Rambam hold it's still a problem? It just doesn't disqualify it. So that's also not clear. And some of these traditions seem to contradict each other on some of these issues. And the third lingering problem is that the Rambam included in the halacha, not only if you add onto the species, but even if you subtract. So let's say you only take one arava, or let's say you don't take the lulav, or you don't take the esrog. So if the Rambam is changing the phrase to not say puzzle, but to say that it does not puzzle, so it's not disqualified. So that also seems controversial because now you're going to the other extreme that even if a person took only three of the species, but they did not take an esrog or they did not take a lulav, or let's say they only took one arava. Now the Torah said a minimum of two aravas, arve nachal, and this person only took one and the Rambam is saying that they still somehow fulfilled their mitzvah. So how does that work according to this new version of the Rambam? So in the Chuvasa Rambam of Rav David Yosef, he has a lengthy footnote and he goes through a lot of these issues and he shows how there's different versions in the different Rishonim, in the Ran, in Rabbeinu Yerucham, in the Rush. So some of these details are debated and there's different traditions what exactly the Rambam held in these different Rishonim. But we can basically summarize it that there are three major views whether you're allowed to take more than the minimum number of these species. Everyone agrees that you're allowed 
allowed to add hadasim because that's to beautify the mitzvah. So that's not a form of adding to the mitzvah itself. It's what's called noi mitzvah. It's beautifying it. So everyone holds that you could take more than three hadasim. The question is, what about the other species? So the view of the Rambam in the Mishnah Torah and the Rashba, and there are other Rishonim who agree with this, is that you are not allowed to add to any of the other species, including the Aravas. So you're not allowed to take more than two Aravas and certainly not more than one Lulav and one Esrog. So that is view number one. View number two is that you are allowed to add to the Aravas and the Hadassim, but not the Lulav and the Esrog. And that is the view that the Ramah seems to prefer. That's the view of Tosfos and Sukkah Lamedal Ramad Beis. The Hagos Maimani on this Halacha in the Rambam quotes that there was a common Ashkenazi practice in his times that people would take 68 Aravas with the three ties of the Lulav was 71, which is the equivalent of the members of the Sanhedrin. So this is a very interesting tradition. People were walking around with 68 Aravas in their Lulav bundle. So that follows the view of Tosfos that there is no problem to adding Aravas or Hadassim. And that's the point that Hagos Maimini is trying to make from this custom that you're allowed to add Aravas. Now, Rabbeinu Manoach quotes a similar custom that people would take 68 Hadassim. So it's the same basic idea, but instead of taking 68 Aravas, they're taking 68 Hadassim, and that would be okay according to everyone. And then there is the third view of the Ravid and the Rush, that you are allowed to add to any of the species. So you could take two Lulavs, you could take two Esrogs. The only problem is adding in a fifth species, but so long as you're taking those four species, you could take as many extra as you want. So that's the third view. Now, in addition... The Rambam originally seemed to say that if you add or subtract, that would disqualify the whole bundle. And that seems a very extreme, controversial view. But the standard is that even if you're not supposed to add or subtract, if you do so, it would not disqualify the bundle. And according to Rabbi Avram, the son of the Rambam, the Rambam himself came around to that view. So this is now saying that even if someone did the wrong thing and they added or subtracted to the number they were supposed to take, so it's possible they violated Baltosif or Baltigra, they added to a mitzvah or took away from a mitzvah, it still does not disqualify the whole Lulav bundle and they've still fulfilled the mitzvah of Lulav. Now, Now, in terms of the issue that according to the new version of the Rambam, it's saying even if you did not take the Lulav or the Esrog, you still fulfill the mitzvah even though it's a violation of subtracting from a mitzvah, but one still fulfills the mitzvah of Lulav. So the Kapos Tamarim asks on this, how could that be? Because we hold that you need to take all four species. If you only take three of the species, you don't fulfill the mitzvah. So Reb Aryeleh Pomeranchik, one of the Brisker Rav's students in his Amek Bracha, Hilchos Lulav Osvav. So he has an interesting suggestion. He says that maybe the Rambam is not talking about where you only took three of the species. Even the Rambam would agree that that does not fulfill the mitzvah. The case of the Rambam is where a person intended to only take three of them because they were trying to subtract from the mitzvah of the Torah. But then some Somehow they ended up taking all four. 
So that's when the Rambam says that since at the end of the day they took all four, they fulfill the mitzvah of lulav, even though they violated the prohibition of Baltigra. So this would be a very unusual theoretical case where one took all four species and still violated Baltigra because they only intended to take three of them. But if we accept this suggestion, so then even the Rambam agrees that if practically someone only took three of the species, they would not have fulfilled the mitzvah of lulav. So that's an interesting, if a little bit forced suggestion. Now the Magid Mishnah and the Lecha Mishnah bring up another interesting perspective regarding this whole halacha, which is how does this halacha regarding lulav line up with other similar halachas? So the Magid Mishnah points out that the Gemara in Erevin says that if someone puts on two tefillin on their head, that is a violation of baltosif. So that sounds very much like the Rambam, that taking two of the same mitzvah object is a problem. So this is a question on the Raivid. The Raivid holds that you could take two lulavs or two esrogs. But the Magid Mishnah asks, what's the difference between a lulav and an esrog and a set of tefillin? Why are you not allowed to put two tefillin shel rosh on your head at the same time? So the Magid Mishnah suggests an interesting answer. He says that the problem is when you're dealing with one object. So you take a tefillin shel rosh and you put two of them on your head. That is a problem of baltosif. But once you have multiple species, like in the case of lulav, it's not just two lulavs. It's the lulav with the other species. So then adding more objects of a mitzvah is not a problem. And he brings a proof because the Gemara in Sanhedrin says that if someone added a fifth container into the tefillin, so it's supposed to have four, and if instead they added a fifth and they put some other section of the Torah in there, it's not a problem because we see the four that are supposed to be there as separate from the fifth extra box. Same if someone added an extra string of tzitzis, it's not a problem because we see the ones that are supposed to be there as separate from the added one. So likewise, says the Magid Mishnah, if someone takes two lulavs, since it's part of a larger bundle, so that's not a problem. The only problem is when it's an individual singular object of a mitzvah and they take two of them when they only needed one. So then that would be a problem of baltosif. So that is the Magid Mishnah's very interesting distinction. Now, the Lecha Mishnah addresses the reverse problem. If the Gemara says that adding a container to the tefillin or adding a string to the tzitzis does not invalidate the tzitzis and the tefillin, so why does the Rambam hold that adding an arava invalidates the lulav? It should be the same thing. Why don't we say just like the extra container in the tefillin or the extra string in the tzitzis is seen as independent from the object of the mitzvah. So in the same way, the extra rava or the extra lulav is disconnected from the bundle of mitzvah. So the Lecha Mishnah suggests that the only time we see the object of the mitzvah as separate from the additional stuff, so it does not invalidate it, is when the extra stuff on its own would not be a valid mitzvah. 
So one container is not a valid tefillin. One string is not a valid tzitzis. So that's why it doesn't invalidate the tefillin or the tzitzis. But says the Lecha Mishnah, if someone were to add four containers to the tefillin, so they made tefillin with eight boxes in it, then that would be invalid because the extra four could be their own tefillin. Likewise, if someone would add eight strings to the tzitzis, so they have 16 strings in their tzitzis, that would be invalid because the eight extra strings could be their own mitzvah. So now, based on that, the Lecha Mishnah suggests that the Rambam is only invalidating the Lulav bundle if you take an extra Lulav or an extra Esrog or two extra Aravos. So if you take three Aravos, that would not invalidate the bundle because the extra Arava is not an object of mitzvah on its own. Only when you take two extra Arava bundles, so now there's four Aravas, since the extra two could be their own Arava mitzvah, so that invalidates the whole Lulav. So that's how the Lecha Mishnah suggests reading the Rambam to fit in with the Halacha regarding tzitzis and tefillin. Now, the Eimek Bracha has another suggestion. He distinguishes between adding to the object of the mitzvah versus adding in the performance of a mitzvah. So he says when someone adds to the object of the mitzvah, like tefillin or tzitzis, so that's not a problem because we can see it as separate, that the additional stuff is separate from the actual object of a mitzvah, so it doesn't disqualify the whole tefillin or tzitzis. But in the case of lulav, the person is not adding the extra lulav or arava to the object of the mitzvah. They're adding it to their performance of the mitzvah. So when they shake the lulav, they are including in that act additional material that shouldn't be there. So that is going to disqualify the whole mitzvah because if we were to view it as if they're doing this action over and over again, so anything that they use to be part of the mitzvah of lulav, even extra aravas, would all be considered part of the mitzvah. So even though they happen to be doing it all at once, once, but everything they're using is considered part of their mitzvah. And since they're using additional aravas or lulavs, which shouldn't be there, but they're all still part of the mitzvah. So it disqualifies the whole mitzvah that that person did. So that's some of the theoretical discussion. Now, on a practical level, there were a lot of customs to take many more hadasim and aravos. So in the Sefer Pardes Eliezer on Sukkis Volume 2, they go through a lot of these customs. There's a tshuva of the Gaonim where they say that people used to take either 68 hadasim, which we mentioned earlier, because that's the gematria of lulav. Lulav is 68. Some took 69 because that's the gematria of Hadas is 69 and some took 70 because on Sukkis they brought 70 holiday sacrifices. So this is a tremendous amount of Hadasim that people were taking. Now the simple reason for this minhag is to beautify the mitzvah as we saw the Rambam said. But they quote that the Shilte Giborim quotes from the Orzarua another possible reason because there's a concern that maybe some of the Hadasim are going to get disqualified. They'll 
dry out or the leaves will fall off. So you don't have to take 60 or 70, obviously, but he's suggesting maybe to take five or six so that even if one or two of them gets disqualified, you still have three kosher hadasim. So this is all in line with the basic halacha that you are allowed to take as many hadasim as you want. Now, interestingly, the Shulchan Aruch at the end of Simen Tuf Resh Nun Aleph writes something totally new. And the Ramah in Darke Moshe, his commentary on the tour, also makes this comment. The Shulchan Aruch writes practically, Lo yitol yoser milulav echad ve'esrog echad. You should not take more than one lulav or one esrog. But you could take as many hadasim and aravos as you want. So the Shulchan Aruch is ruling like the view that we mentioned earlier, that you're allowed to take more hadasim and aravos, but not more lulav and esrogs. But then he writes at the end, The pious people do not take more than two aravos and three hadasim. So here for the the first time we have a stringency not to take extra hadasim, which we never saw even in the Rambam. Even the Rambam held that you could take extra hadasim. So why is the Shulchan Aruch limiting the hadasim to three as well? So the Chafetz Chaim in the Bir Halacha raises this issue and he suggests that maybe there's a Kabbalistic reason not to take more than three hadasim and he refers to a comment of the Levush. The Levush suggests that taking one lulav, one esrog, three hadasim, and two aravas is seven. And that's a reference to the seven lower spheros. In Kabbalah, there are ten spheros, but the seven lower ones have their own unit. So according to the Lavush, the lulav numbers are supposed to represent seven. So that would be a Kabbalistic reason not to add on to the hadasim, unlike these other customs we saw, which see symbolic meaning in a large amount of Hadassim. The Levush is saying that having three Hadassim and two Aravas is the proper Kabbalistic symbolism. So there's no halachic problem with taking extra Hadassim. And according to the Shulchan Arach, he's ruling practically that you could even take extra Aravos, but perhaps it's better Kabbalistically not to add on anything. So that seems to be the common practice nowadays that most people just take the number that's required and they don't take any more. Now, in the Sefer Pardes Eliezer, they have a very interesting historical discussion, and they go through how this issue became one of the debates between the Hasidim and the Misnagdim. The Hasidim had a widespread custom amongst many Rebbe's to take nine Hadassim, and they quote all sorts of sources that there were different Rebbe's using nine Hadassim. So the opponents of the Hasidim made an issue about this, and they quote that one of the rabbis tried to argue that you're not allowed to add hadasim. It's a problem of baltosif, even though that goes against the standard halacha that we've seen up until now. So they go through this whole issue, and then they quote that one of the defenders of the Hasidim tried to reread the Shulchan Arach, that he's not saying that pious people should not add hadasim. He's referring to a hadas shota, which is a hadas that's not structured properly. So the Shulchan Arach in the middle started talking about Hadas Shota and that's what he's saying that you shouldn't add. So obviously the Chavitz 
Shamayim does not read it that way. He reads the Shulchan Aruch as saying that you shouldn't add any Hadassim, but this is one way to make sense of what the Shulchan Aruch says, because again, the Shulchan Aruch is saying something very original that we haven't seen before, that one should not add more Hadassim. So it's unclear where he's getting that from, so rereading it in this way might be forced in the language of the Shulchan Aruch, but it would fit in better with the precedent of this halacha. Now, the Pardes Eliezer goes through this issue because it's interesting. There isn't Kabbalistic sources that oppose adding Hadassim, and there aren't Kabbalistic sources which really indicate adding Hadassim or having nine Hadassim. So it's unclear in the Kabbalah what number of Hadassim would be ideal. They do quote that the Arizal, which is quoted by the Magen Avram, makes a comment about having three Hadassim, which are tripled. So the simple meaning of that seems to refer to having three leaves on each row, which is how Hadassim are supposed to be structured. But there do seem to be those who interpret it as referring to three Hadassim in each of the three Hadassim units. So that would obviously be a source for the nine Hadassim concept. So in Pardes Eliezer, they go through a lot of material about this. They quote a lot of different Hasidic rebbies on either side. Some of them are promoting more Hadassim, and some of them are saying to stick with three Hadassim. So there's a lot of Kabbalistic and Hasidic material about this. Now, they also quote something fascinating. There was an ancient custom from the Geonim's time to add not regular Hadassim, but these Hadas Shota, these Hadassim that don't have the three leaves on each row. So that type of Hadas is puzzle. You can't do the mitzvah with it, but there was a custom in the olden days to add on a bunch of those types of Hadassim to the kosher hadasim. Now, this was controversial because the Bahag said that hadas shota is a different species. So by adding it to the lulav bundle, you're now adding a fifth species, which is baltosif. So even though you can add regular Hadassim, but you cannot add these Hadassim, which are a different species. The other Rishonim disagree. They hold it's not a different species. It's just an invalid Hadass. So you're allowed to add on to it. And that's the halacha that the Shulchan Aruch records, the two views, whether you're allowed to add Hadass Shotim to the bundle or not. Now, interestingly, the custom of the Yemenite Jews, and they preserve many ancient customs, is to add on Hadas Shota to the Lulav bundle. So that's an interesting little piece of information. So that's in terms of adding Hadassim. Now, adding Aravas has a similar history. The tour in Simen Tafresh Nun Aleph quotes from Rav Amram that there were customs, some people would add 68 Aravas, which is the gematria of Lulav, and some would add 70. So it's very similar to Hadassim. And there's all sorts of sources that discuss people adding these huge number of Aravas. There's a source from Rav Amram Gaon, that some people may be added 100. The Kitzer Shla adds that the Gematria of 68 is also Chaim, life. So there's all sorts of these large numbers. The Rambam's son, Rebav Ram, in his tshuva records that some people take 68 Hadassim and 70 Aravas. And it sounds like they're holding them together. So it's hard to imagine how someone could hold all those Hadassim and Aravas at one time. But you also get the sense that a lot of these Hadassim 
or aravas that they're taking are not good quality hadasim and aravas. They're sort of low quality, maybe even disqualified hadasim and aravas. But it's interesting to imagine what it must have looked like when someone was holding a bundle with that many hadasim and aravas in it. Now, similar to the case of Hadassim, so in the Pardes Eliezer, they go through the history of how the custom changed and people started taking only two Aravas. And they quote a few different reasons for this change. Some of them are more Kabbalistic, that the Aravas represent the wicked, so we don't want to add more Aravas, or the Aravas represent the judgment of Hashem, so we don't want to add a judgment. Or they quote another reason from the Levush, which is very simple, because if you have that many Aravas, you're covering up the Hadassim and the Lulav, so it ends up detracting from the Mitzvah. So those are some reasons not to add to the Aravas, even though it's halachically permitted.